Welcome to our Making History Parenting Podcast. My name is Chase Baker and with me co-host Jennifer Akers. And today we have two special guests for you. Both are educators and both are incredible at what they do. That's right. So today with us, we have Sarah Ingmeyer and we have Jason Loudon. And so they're both experienced educators, like you said, Chase. They're Christ followers, they're partners at Rolling Hills, and they are also parents of kids of uh, many ages and stages. So why don't we go ahead and welcome them in? Come on in, Sarah and Jason. Awesome. So glad you're here. Hey, Happy guys. Hey. How are you? Doing great. Good. So uh, Sarah and Jason, like you said, they both have kids. They're both educators. Um, Sarah's a teacher and Jason is a principal um, at a middle school. And Sarah is a teacher at elementary school. But today we are going to be having this conversation about the transition from the school year into summer during this unexpected season. And we want to explore ways to parent our kids as we celebrate the end of another school year, which was completely thrown off, um, the mile markers, graduations, my goodness, uh, changing of grades, all the while acknowledging and understanding that this season is just different. We are parenting at a very important time in history where there have been just so many unknowns. And our prayer is that this would be a season where our families and kids would reflect back on the faithful hand of God and what he's done and how he has moved, even though it's been really hard, we could see God at work. Um, and even in this, their school age years, we believe that this is going to be a time where they're going to look back on much like where there's things that happen in, in the course of our childhood, in the course of our lives that we can reflect back on. I mean, I still remember whenever I was, I graduated from high school and then freshman year of college that 9-11 happened. I remember where I was, the, the moment I was in the cafeteria at Tennessee Tech and it came on the screens. I remember it. It's very much a part of my, my life. And I think these are going to be the moments that they're going to look back on remembering the quarantine time, remembering what happened to our world and our nation as a result. Yeah, absolutely. So we know that um, everything about our traditional ways of, you know, wrapping up the end of our school year, looking forward to what summer is going to hold, all the adventures we're going to have, all of that has really changed now. And so um, we have, I guess you call it a unique, a unique opportunity now to celebrate and to just create these new memories that are gonna be different this time around. They're gonna be different this summer and different at the end of this school year. So um, Sarah and Jason, we're just, we're really thrilled to have you specifically with us today um, as we dive into this conversation that many parents are, um, are working through right now. And um, they're really trying to help their kids process um, how all this change yeah. is going to affect them. So um, let's get right into it, let's jump in. So Sarah, I'm gonna start with you. Um, can you tell us what life has been like for you these past seven weeks as an educator um, and also as a parent? Yeah, I think most parents can identify with the fact that these past seven weeks have been hectic and hard. Um, our entire norm has been offset by COVID. And so trying to figure out what a new normal is, is exciting. And so I'm trying to work, my husband's trying to work, but we're also trying to make sure our kids are being educated and um, that I'm able to do a good job in all of those things. Also trying to make sure the house doesn't implode with five of us here, yes. um, trying to manage all the meals and all that. So it's been exciting, but at the same time, 
within my family, we've been able to have more time together. So that's been great. Um, as an educator, my job has completely changed in the last seven weeks. Mm. One month ago, we were in school and I had day-to-day -day relationships with students and I talked to them and was were able to really try to get to know them as people and work with them as people and care about them. And now that relationship has become so distant and strained just because we aren't able to make those connections um, nearly as well as we used to. And so that's been a struggle. Also day to day, a lot of my job is administration now and trying to keep in contact with parents about forms they need to fill out and making sure that they know when to come pick up materials from the school and things like that. And that's just, that's hard for teachers because that's not what we signed up for. That's not why we're here. We're here to love and care for children and families and build those relationships. And so that's been a big change. Mm. Yeah. Jason, what about you? What has this last several weeks been like for you as an educator and a parent? Yeah, it's, it's definitely been, um, concur with kind of everything we Sarah was saying. Um, very odd, right, is that if you kind of zoom out and just look more at kind of the, the global or national or, you know, whichever perspective you want to zoom out to, every day is different. We're getting new information that changes things, interpretations, analysis about what we should do, and, you know, that, that obviously filters down. Um, but yet that's kind of juxtaposed with a zooming in perspective of, wow, every day is very much the same, you know, and you've got <laughs> almost a monotony, right, of, wow, it's, it's the same faces and it's the same walls um, that I'm, you know, looking at every day, but um, love it. I mean, I think work-life balance is something that's a big struggle for, for everybody, right? That's not just unique to educators. I think educators feel that, that struggle um, in a unique way um, for, for a lot of the reasons that, that Sarah's already stated, but um, yeah, I mean, I think what I find, you know, is educators are so invested in, in other people's kids. And so particularly when they're kind of faced with that dual role of being parent and educator simultaneously, I think that that adds um, to it some some extra some extra challenges, but um, can certainly speak to, you know, in our home, it's it's been wonderful. It hasn't always been easy. And I think, you know, everybody can relate to to what all that means you know but it's been it's been a wonderful uh experience to get to just have that extra time to invest yeah. in kids yeah that's great thank you for sharing i you know eight weeks ago parents didn't think they were gonna have to homeschool their kids right and so what are some main challenges that you're hearing from parents as they homeschool their kids in this season knowing that it's just so different I don't want my kids not to learn. So what do I do? And and so those 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 kind of things. So Jason, why don't you why don't you start us off? Yeah, I think I do think first first and foremost that parents we put a lot on ourselves, right? A lot of that, um, uh, you know, inadequacy may be too strong of a word, but you know, I'll speak from my own experience of just feeling like, oh man, are my kids going to get behind or? Are we doing enough? Are we incorporating enough academics? I think all of that is very much coming from the world and that's not necessarily grounded in, you know, the reality. I think our reality is, you know, our, our kids are fine. I think having some structures in place to, you know, help them still be able to, you know, digest some, some good, you know, academic stuff in addition to all of the other, you know, opportunities that are created by this unique situation is important. So maintaining that balance, but 
I guess to answer your question, I mean, I think um, different families will, will rightfully express it's almost a, an information overload, right? They're getting so much information yeah. from so many different sources. And I think that's coming from, from everybody, from businesses to, you know, rec leagues, coaches, you know, certainly schools, um, churches, right? We're, we're trying to keep people connected um, and attached in a time when it's, it would be easy to feel isolated. And so the byproduct of that is it sometimes leaves parents, especially feeling that role is now teacher of like, wow, where do I even start? There's just so much information mm -hmm. there. Um, you know, I think kids, um, are all over the place as far as there's some that have have really enjoyed kind of absorbing some opportunities to review stuff or to push forward with some things that they maybe not necessarily would have been able to cover in the same way had you know we've been in more traditional school setting um but i do think that there's also some boredom that's set in too you know if, if kids you know they're getting to that point where it's like okay you know we've done done all we can and you know we still got some weeks in the school year left, but you know, I'm, I'm kind of caught up. And so, I, yeah, I think those are two of the, the big ones. Sharing technology as well, I think is a challenge, you know, even there's a lot of families that, you know, are blessed with reliable internet access and whatnot, but that doesn't necessarily mean that everybody in the home can be accessing that at the same time, you know, in the same devices. And that's, that's really challenging too. Yeah, that's good. Sarah. Um, yeah, I would echo a lot of the things that Jason said. Some of the concerns I've heard from people are, again, access, whether they have internet or devices, things like that. Um, but also just maintaining some semblance of calm and peace in their family. Um, I know that a lot of it, just coming up with a plan and a structure just stresses everybody out in some families or having some type of schedule does not work. And I think, Jason, you hit the nail on the head when you said the kids are fine. And so my struggle has always been to be able to get through to parents and say, listen, what you can do is take good care of your family. Do what you can. But at this good. moment in time, you know, we're all through a situation that's really actually pretty traumatic that we had this stark break between what was normal. And we really don't know what our new normal is yet. So while our day to day is boring, it also is there's so many unknowns and it's just stressful and so whatever you can do to maintain everybody's peace and calm and just continue to build those relationships with your kids that's great parents don't need to be stressed out about yelling at their kids to get stuff done we just yeah. we need to keep everybody happy and calm at this point that's the focus here that's that's a really good words of wisdom um, from both of you. I, I like that because because we're doing things that we never thought that we would be doing right now. I mean, really. I mean, I, I was. We've had conversations about this before COVID nineteen. Everybody and everything schedule created our schedules for us. Mm -hmm. Really, I mean, activities, sports, school, church everything and then it was all taken away and we were left parents were left to schedule our lives i mean we started works stuff but but we had to schedule our day to day and that put a lot of pressure on good word to say you know god's equipped us for this time god's equipped us for to to parent our, our kids through seasons like this that god has chosen us and he's he's going to to equip us we, we don't need to put so much 
pressure on ourselves. Our kids are not going to make it. They're, they're losing what they would get at school. Um, but taking the pressure off is really good advice. So. so as this school year comes to a close, we're kind of wrapping up the last few weeks of what a normal school year would be. Um, do you have some words of encouragement that you would give a parent who's trying to figure out how to finish well with their kid? Like, what does the end of this school year look like? How do we wrap this up and move into our summer, even though this is a different year? Um, Sarah, do you want to start us off with that one? Sure. I would encourage you not to put a ton of pressure on what you want to do. What sounds good to your family is great. Um, but what I would encourage you to do is to mark that transition allow yourselves to celebrate, hey, school is officially done, and transition to what your daily schedule would somewhat be over the summer. For my family, that means that I'm not going to be stressing. We need to do math and science and everything else. Over the summer, I focus on we need to do some reading, and we're doing some additional chores, and we're going to do some other things. So we'll still have a different schedule of some sort, but there's not going to be as much stress on school. And I want to be able to take a point to stop and celebrate everything that's been done this year, um, all the ways that my kids have grown, and just to recognize that stoppage point. I think it'd be really easy to muddle through that because our day-to-day -day is the same. So I just want to encourage you in some way, even if it's just homemade pizza night and giving everybody a soda and congratulating everyone, that's great, just to mark it and not let yeah. it slip by. I love that. Yeah. Jason, what about you? Do you have some encouragement that you would offer to parents? Yeah, I think the key word for me that just that comes to me is just reflection. And no matter what, and I know different schools and different, different classrooms, different homes, you know, everybody's going to kind of figure out different ways to, to hopefully, um, you know, not replace, but to, to try to celebrate um, and put a, put a nice bow on, you know, a, a great school year. Um, but I think homes individually can kind of process things and, and to put some intentionality into just reflection on what was, you know, the, the peaks of the school year. And, you know, even if it exposes some things that we miss, you know, or missed out on, like, well, what are those things that we appreciate and how can we make sure that we're intentional moving forward about recognizing those things? You know, again, is it a new outlook on homework? Is it a new outlook on, you know, baseball practice after school, whatever it is. But I think, um, that reflection is key. And then I think just pivoting into the summer, I think um, just a, a cool exercise that, you know, I'll like to do with my own family, but just maybe kind of almost going around the table and figuring out, you know, what's a, what's a fun goal or, you know, it doesn't have to be as elaborate as, you know, a skill. It's all learn a foreign language, nothing like that, but like, what are some different, you know, just things, um, milestones that we want to kind of mutually, um, agree to kind of helping each other accomplish, you know, for us, maybe it's, you know, my son learning to ride a bike without training wheels, you know, that could be something that we're all encouraging and helping and celebrating. Um, but maybe it's a place that we visit as a family, but anyway, just to kind of have those, those things to look forward to that are markedly different than stuff that we might be doing in the, you know, in the spring or fall school year time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. And, and whether you're a parent of a preschooler or, or a parent of a high schooler, the end of the school year always creates milestones or mile markers for your kids. In what ways can parents still celebrate these mile markers or milestones, um, though they may look different? What are, what are those creative ways to make memories out of these moments? You know, we have these, these big moments, whether that's graduations or you're going from eighth grade to ninth grade, that's a big transition there. 
and you're going from, you know, into kindergarten, you're going from fifth grade to sixth grade, a lot of big transition. So how can we help celebrate those mile markers well? I'll jump in just because I have three kids at home and all three of them are hitting those big transitions. I've got two eighth graders and a fifth grader. So we're jumping from elementary and middle to middle and high school. And so I think again, just to echo what I said earlier to recognize them in some way, but I think I'm gonna still do an end of the school year picture, marking the end of elementary school, end of middle school. Um, we're gonna have cake outside with our neighbors to celebrate the transitions of kids and to celebrate how they've done. And we'll probably do a little family cookout in the backyard as well. Um, we just want to make sure that we celebrate that. I know um, with my fifth grader, the school is going to be doing a reverse parade around the building. So all the teachers and staff mm. are going to be cheering them on. So we're going to make sure that we're there. And for the middle schoolers, there is a um, video promotion ceremony. And so all the speeches and awards and things are going to be sent out via video. So we're going to take time as a family to make sure we experience that together and to send them off as well as possible. Yeah, that's that's a good reminder as you know we don't they don't want to get five years down the road and they look back and say 2020 blank like it's <laughs> nothing there <laughs> there's no picture there's no mm-hmm. moment there's no celebration we can still make the most of that jason what do you think yeah i agree and something you had said earlier chase too that i, I just agree with a lot too is no matter what is done you know big or small it probably is going to be something that's and great, I mean, in, in some ways, whatever feeble attempts we as a, you know, community have at trying to really celebrate um, the end of these, you know, the school year, which will, you know, admittedly, it's going to come up short from, you know, how awesome a, a prom or, you know, some of these big miles, but whatever we do in its place. And again, I feel like there's been so many great schools and neighborhoods and, you know, just different innovative strategies, different families have, have had some really cool ideas for celebrating birthdays, for example. Whatever it is, I think it's gonna it's gonna fall into this you know place in memory that's you know cherished and you know in some ways probably stand out more than you know maybe it would have if we hadn't had all this circumstance. Mm-hmm. I think looking at it that way to just see truly some some positive opportunity here to you know make it a cherishable moment even though it will you know admittedly look a little bit different. For some of those younger kids, I think that the the idea of doing their own little kind of graduation ceremony at home will almost feel more special to some of them. Um, you know, like this, this day is for you. This hour is for you. We're going to play pomp and circumstance and where you're going to put on a bathrobe and we're going to read out, you know, the things that you accomplished this year. And, and I'm talking about the younger kids, I think with that, but I think even something like that is going to feel like a milestone moment, you know, taking pictures of them doing that, doing a little video and, um, I just love the ways that we can celebrate them differently this year, even though it is, it's going to be harder for some of them. I think we can still spotlight them. Yeah. Um, what so I love those what, ideas. I love it. And what I'm hearing from everybody is do something. Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't have to be elaborate. And we always um, tell our parents is that anytime that we take the next step to be intentional, it's going to mean something to your, your kids. We, we celebrate them. However, whatever resources we have available, however that may look, whenever we're intentional, it matters. When we make the most of these opportunities that we have, it really matters to our kids and, and the way that we celebrate them, for sure. So I'm, 
I love the idea of closing summer. I mean, you're closing the school year and opening up summer um, that y'all talked about that and just making sure you actually markedly say there's a difference between what our school day schedule looks like and our summer schedule looks like. So as we move into summer here um, this month in the coming weeks, are there some ideas that, that you both have about ways that we can um, make this summer fun, even though it looks different, some intentional ways um, to make memories with our kids and then also um, balance some of that learning still with the fun. I know Sarah, you mentioned like our, your kids are gonna still be reading during the summer, but you're not gonna have the rigid schedule that you did before. So what are some of those things that we can do this summer? Jason, do you wanna start? Well, I definitely won't concede that learning's not fun, right? So That's true. <laughs> learning um, is fun. Um, no, but yeah, I, again, I think so much more can be accomplished sometimes with, you know, doing a little consistently as opposed to trying to do a lot, you know, in, in big chunks or whatever. And I think, yeah, again, whatever different family goals are, but whether it's, you know, reading a certain amount of time or, you know, trying to, again, just kind of set those, those goals I you know, mentioned earlier, um, whether it's, an avid reader in the family wants to get through a particular series or a beginning reader, you know, wants to, you know, hit a new milestone. You know, my, my four-year-old daughter, you know, has really um, gotten excited about kind of getting through the alphabet, you know, which is a really <laughs> basic skill, but it's, it's been something fun to watch her grow. Um, and I certainly hate to, you know, completely take, you know, all emphasis off of that, even though we are transitioning into summer. Um, now it's kind of, all right, got through the alphabet, mission accomplished sort of thing. So, um, but yeah, I, I just, you know, back to, I think if everybody kind of sets out some fun, what are some things that we can do as a family? What's something that, you know, an, a new experience maybe that we always said that we wanted to do. We all we want, always wanted to run over to, you know, Jackson Falls and we've never done that before. You know, just thinking up some creative things um, that, that do that. I think again, it's, it's about the time that you're placing, a, again, what you said, Chase, just the, you're being intentional. And whether that's a Jenga tournament in your living room that you've never done before, but you always talked about, like, it. do it, you know, and I think that's, we're back to, you know, the cliche thing that a lot of us were saying right at the beginning of all this stuff. Um, you know, anybody that ever, ever muttered out loud that they wish that we had a snow day or something like that, it's like, okay, <laughs> we got some time now, so let's, mm -hmm. let's use it. Those are great ideas. I love it. Sarah, do you have some thoughts on summer for your family and for the families listening? Yeah, you know, Jason, I think you have some great ideas and suggestions. And um, I have thought that, you know, really, again, being intentional to take downtime where you're not working on house stuff and school or learning stuff, but just intentional time to spend as a family, I think is great. Um, the summer is also an awesome time to in general take time to learn something the kids are more interested in just about life if you have a child who really wants to learn how to bake cakes and cupcakes now's a great time to learn about that if you have a child who really wants to learn everything there is to know about tigers now's the time if there's a child who wants to learn how to do drone photography great now is the time to take that and allow kids to really explore something they're interested in in our society, um, we just don't have that time during the school year because school is long, but then kids are so busy outside of school between baseball and soccer and church and all of those are great things, but allowing them time to learn that learning can be exciting and fun and can be something they can do for a lifetime 
being able to focus on that over the summer is a great thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love those suggestions. I love that that we can make the most of our summers, even may, though it may look completely different. We, we've talked about uh, this before. Is, is there's some things that we've we've had to stop doing as a result of COVID nineteen, as a result of this season, and there's some things that we started doing. Uh, as a result of this. And the question is always, what are we gonna keep doing as a result of all this in this season? You know, one thing that we keep hearing is that family time has been pretty special. You know, it's been, been difficult, it's been hard, but the quality of time that we get to spend with our kids has looked different and felt different over the past eight weeks than it has before. And so what are those things we're gonna keep in the next seasons to really make the most of our family um, family time and that it, that obviously includes how we how we approach the summer months as well love the idea of not not keeping busy for busy sake but actually having purpose behind what you're doing throughout the summer i, I love that and, and to close this out for uh, jason and sarah why don't you give us some things that that maybe uh, either a prayer or a word of encouragement that comes to your mind as you think about parents as they teach and love on their kids through these transitions and these celebrates. What is what is something that that you maybe you're you're praying for them or or maybe a word of encouragement that you can give to them? Yeah, um, one of the educators I follow online, her saying, and I love this, and I repeat it to myself all the time, is relationships first, everything else second. And so in this time when it's easy to feel pressure to do all of the things, if we can focus on our relationships with women, our own relationship with God, encouraging their relationship with God, if we can focus on those things, everything else is going to fall into place. Mm. It's so easy for us to get caught up in the deep just that details and so if we can focus on those relationships that's really my prayer for all the parents out there in all this craziness is that you're able to focus on those most important relationships awesome jason yeah i think you know praying for us as parents you know in, in our own home and certainly for for parents everywhere is just you know for grace you know on ourselves um i think for for looking at being able to kind of paradigm shift a little bit in our minds, you know, when it starts to creep in that, oh, you know, this is stressful or this is hard and this circumstance is, you know, getting insurmountable, but, you know, trying to just revisit and connect to um, the opportunities that are created. And, you know, Sarah makes a great point, but just what, what an awesome opportunity we have to, to provide some more spiritual guidance and some more, you know, embark on some more spiritual and, you know, emotional growth we have, not only with, with our kids and, and their walk, but in our own. And I think how that, that emphasis and time um, that we pour into that can just impact everything um, at the, you know, in, including, you know, our, our, our role as parents. So. Yeah, that's, that's great. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on this, on this podcast. I know it's going to be beneficial to all those parents that are listening out there to really be intentional with our summers, make the most of it, and finish out the school year really well and celebrate those things. Uh, big, 
big takeaways for, for us, Jennifer, if mm -hmm. you had to give a couple of takeaways. Oh, goodness. You guys had a lot of good things to share. My, I think something that I'm just thankful for that we're talking about is the idea of um, making memories with these milestones um, at the end of the, of the school year. And I, I, we have a pre-K kiddo. And so for me, it's personal thinking about how we can celebrate the end of this year in a way that's different, um, but that's intentional as we move into what's next. I'm knowing that we don't know what's next, um, but trusting that moving into the unknown doesn't have to be scary if we're leaning on the one that we know knows everything. And so I think just, just trusting in the Father throughout all of this and um, following his lead, um, we're gonna be walking down the right path. Even if it's unfamiliar to us, it's not unfamiliar to him. So I'm just thankful for that assurance during this time um, where we're kind of wondering awesome. what's next. Yep, that's awesome. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate you. We'll talk Thanks soon. Thanks for having me. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.